Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 196. Should you podcast with PowerPress categories, channels, taxonomies, or custom post types? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm not sure if you knew this, but the Blueberry PowerPress plugin gives you five different methods for creating your own podcast RSS feed from WordPress. That is number one, your PowerPress default feed. Number two, the PowerPress category podcasting feed. Number three, the PowerPress podcast channels feed. Number four, the PowerPress taxonomy podcasting feed. And number five, the PowerPress custom post type podcasting feed. It can seem overwhelming and maybe for you, you might be considering one of these other options. Here's a hack. To skip the big content that I'm about to share with you where Angelo Mendato and I will be talking about these five different feeds and when you should use them and how to use them and what each of them do for you, here's the quick hack for you. If you have one podcast on one domain, most likely you should be using the default PowerPress feed, that is slash feed slash podcast. As of right now, there is a bug with PowerPress 5 up to at least PowerPress 5.0.9 where the feed episode maximizer doesn't work well on the default feed. So that might be where you might want to activate the custom channels feed, but just use the default channel. And we talk about that in more detail in our discussion. But the other case where you might want to use something different is if you're hosting multiple podcasts on a single website. That's where maybe you'd want to use the second option we'll talk about, the PowerPress category podcasting feed. We'll get into this in a lot more detail and definitely look at the show notes because some of this might be a little bit over your head and we mention links and we get a little technical here and there and then try and break it down, make it easier to understand. But you can always go to the show notes for this episode, number 196 at slash PowerPress feeds to get these links that we mentioned, see the list of the different types of fees that you can get from PowerPress, as well as what each of these feeds will do for you. So I'm excited to get into this conversation. And Angelo Mandato has done great things for the podcasting community. He works for Blueberry, which is a company under Raw Voice. They make the PowerPress plugin, not just they. Angelo made the PowerPress plugin for WordPress. We owe a lot to him in the podcasting community, I think, because when PodPress died, that's when Angelo stepped up and at the inspiration of Todd Cochran, CEO of Raw Voice and Blueberry, Angelo made the PowerPress plugin that today is the premier standard plugin for podcasting from your WordPress site. I really do not recommend PodPress. PowerPress is the way to go. It is much more stable, it's much better supported, and it has some awesome features coming in PowerPress 6.0, especially for search engine optimization. So Angelo works for Blueberry and Raw Voice, and he does a great job developing the Blueberry stats and the interface there, developing PowerPress. We owe a lot to him in the podcasting community, and I'm really thrilled to have Angelo discussing 
podcast feeds from PowerPress with me. So, Angelo, thank you very much for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. Thanks for having me. So we've got five different feeds that PowerPress can generate. And let's talk through these. First, the default PowerPress feed. What is making this and how do we get the default feed? Right. So um, first, I should kind of give a quick back explanation. We originally wrote PowerPress to be a upgrade path for PodPress. So the original podcast feed was replicating the behavior that PodPress used. This was back in about 2006, 2007 timeframe. And it created a podcast-only feed in your WordPress site and named it slash podcast. Okay, so no slash feed as part of that. Well, yeah, I should say it was slash feed slash podcast, but even more complicated in those early days. Permalinks was kind of new at that point. And a lot of folks were still using the question mark feed equals podcast. Oh, yeah. See, that's something I'd forgotten about back then in the earlier days of WordPress and the podcasting plugins. I was originally on PodPress when I first started the Ramen Noodle in 2007. And the permalinks are basically what allow you to, instead of your post URLs being something like question mark P equals 105, something that makes absolutely no sense to anyone out there, a permalink allows you to have something that's more attractive looking, like you can have your website.com slash the name of your post in the URL, and you can have other things that are added to that, like the category or the date and such. I basically recommend post name as the general use. So when you apply that to RSS feeds, that's where you can get something instead of question mark feed equals RSS or feed equals podcast or something weird like that. You have the easy, friendly slash feed slash podcast. Right. And I should add that the whole concept of the permalinks was mainly for um, taking advantage of SEO practices of the time. Right. Because it's great to have those keywords in parts of the URL, even if it's after the domain itself. There is still some part of that that's important, but titles are still the most important. And, And SEO is a completely different subject that I'll talk about later on in the Audacity to Podcast, a separate episode and a separate course coming up very soon. But this default feed is what people will see when they first activate PowerPress. When they see the settings inside of PowerPress, they're probably first going to see the basic setup options. And they have these options to set up their PowerPress feed. And this is what it would be, is yourdomain.com slash feed slash podcast. And it uses the podcast episode widget that's in every category of your posts. It's anything that you put in there goes into this default feed. Correct. So this would be then the feed that podcasters should use in general, because this captures everything that they put inside of that podcast episode widget, no matter where that post is. So this is like the all-inclusive or the podcast-only RSS feed that they should be using for iTunes. That's correct. And the reason you need to use a podcast-only feed, actually, we can go into lots of little details, but the main one is to maximize your exposure on iTunes. And what I mean by that is that if you submit your blog feed to iTunes and you're doing roughly 50% just blog posts and the other 50% are podcast episodes, uh, 
blog post to your website, then only half of your episodes in your feed are going to appear in iTunes because iTunes sees a blog post and they ignore it. Right. So you may set your feed item limit to something like 50, but if you have 25 blog posts in there, you'll only see 25 podcast episodes, even if your limit is 50. Exactly. And PowerPress 6 will be adding even additional features to this podcast-only RSS feed, like some great SEO features. And you get other features already with PowerPress 5 that allow you to use things like the feed episode maximizer and adjusting the number of items in your feed, changing the title of your podcast. You don't have to use FeedBurner for any of this. PowerPress has all of this built in, and you can use this with just this default feed from your website. Exactly, yep. Just a little caveat here is Angelo and I have talked about this before, so he knows there's this bug, but in PowerPress 5 up to 5.0.9 at least, there's a little bug that the feed episode maximizer may not work on your default feed, but that's where you can activate a channel feed, and we'll talk more about channel feeds in a little bit, but you can just use your default channel feed in the exact same way as your regular feed but Feed Episode Maximizer would work there. And Angelo, tell us what Feed Episode Maximizer actually does. In the, the deep in the code, it basically diverts your the regular feed generation that WordPress does for your RSS, and we intercept it and remove many of the, the RSS tag attributes that are not needed for appearing on iTunes in other podcasting apps as well. So if you use a lot of categories in your site or, for example, you put a lot of description metadata in your blog posts, all that stuff takes up character space in your RSS feed, which then creates a very large feed file. So the concept is let's yank as much of this stuff out and only put the bare essentials, basically your title, a, a unique GUID, the enclosure, obviously you need the media in there, and a description. So for someone who is subscribed to this feed with the podcast app, they won't notice that information is missing. It's not like if you're using a blog reader like Feedly or something where you're subscribed to an RSS feed that you'll see missing text for these old posts. iTunes won't notice that. You'll still get all of the episodes but you get the benefit of a much smaller RSS feed. Right. And actually, one could debate that even blog readers aren't going to miss this content because a lot of them don't do anything with the categories, for example, or the um, if your iTunes subtitle or, or summary and your blog post and your blog post content encoded are exactly the same, then there's absolutely no reason to put all three of those in the XML file when... You only need one. Oh, yeah. So when should we be using this default RSS feed from PowerPress? I would say about 95% of the podcasts out there that are only doing like one show, they should just use the default because then they can mix their blog posts with their podcast episodes, which has a number of different benefits such as SEO, uh, styling of your website remains consistent. It really just simplifies the entire process for podcasting for the user. And then that other 5%, you know, the folks that are creating maybe two shows, but they're still using the same branding, they're the ones that are going to go beyond 
just having one or needing one podcast feed. And that's where the stuff we're going to talk about today can fall into their, their arsenal of tools. Right. So when we're talking about a single podcast, we're really saying a single podcast on one website. You might have several podcasts, but each one has their own website. So each one can use its own PowerPress default feed, not the WordPress default feed, which is just slash feed, but the PowerPress default feed, which is slash feed slash podcast. That's what I'm using on Beyond the To-Do List, on The Ramen Noodle, on Welcome to Level 7, and most of the other Noodle Mix Network podcasts that each have their own domains. They're using this podcast-only RSS feed, the default feed from PowerPress, and that is slash feed slash podcast. And I agree that this is what most people should use for their podcast because you get all of these great benefits of the special feed, the optimization. Later on, you'll get special SEO benefits of this. You get a easy-to-manage podcast-only RSS feed. And as an aside here, if someone wants to post audio on their blog, but it not go into their podcast RSS feed, what should they do instead of using the podcast episode widget inside of their post editor? Well, there's two options. They can simply put the web link in their web page or in the content page, and WordPress will replace it with a the built-in player that WordPress has, or you can use the PowerPress shortcode and specify the media URL. Right, so when we specify... We're using the shortcode, but we're not using the widget. So it would be like a square bracket around the word PowerPress and then plus some other code in there. And I'll have links to exactly what that code is in the show notes for this episode, the com slash PowerPress feeds. But when you insert that, it goes in the post and looks the same as the PowerPress player everywhere else that you use, right? Correct. But it doesn't have any extra metadata, which would be required in order for it to go to iTunes and f- to display information like a, uh, a file size, the duration, all that meta information wouldn't be available. So that's a great use for if you want to share an interview you are in in another podcast and you're sharing that on your own website but you don't want that episode to actually go into your RSS feed or you're not allowed to redistribute it, anything like that, you can still point people to your website. It will look the same as all of your other players. It just doesn't go into your RSS feed. Exactly. And that works with all of these feeds that we're going to be talking about with PowerPress, that if you put it in, put a URL in with the short code, it will not go into the feed of any of these other methods we're about to describe. So this is number one, the PowerPress default feed. Number two is the PowerPress category podcasting feed. What is this doing for us? Right. So uh, podcast categories is essentially a way to organize your podcast into basically different types of categories. And just to kind of backtrack too, we're, we're, these are utilizing the categories already built into WordPress. So if you're not familiar, WordPress categories are hierarchical, and it, they can actually have children. So you could create a category and call it the Audacity to Podcast category, and then under that category, you can have subcategories like only free apps. You can create another category called paid audio recording apps. Then you have two different category feeds that 
then can have completely different episodes or because the flexibility is there, you could make one episode and include that episode in both categories. Um, and then at that point, people who only want episodes that have to do with the paid applications or the free applications only get the, the episodes that, that fall into that category. We could give probably a million other examples, and probably the most popular is to use category podcasting to create two or more separate programs, and we can actually have more of a debate on that than a tech discussion. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I think is the primary use. I've heard other podcasters talk about setting up a podcast category on your site, I would recommend, yes, go ahead and do that. Although I recommend when you're giving it the slug, make it podcast episodes instead of podcast as a slug, just so it doesn't conflict with anything from PowerPress. But I do think it's good to have a category in your WordPress site specifically for all your podcast episodes. But just because you have a category for your podcast doesn't mean you need to use the category feed for your podcast. Most of you, if you're hosting one podcast on your website, you shouldn't use the category podcasting feed. You should use the PowerPress default podcast feed instead. But the category podcasting does work great for hosting multiple shows. Like I use it on oncepodcast.com where for a while I was running a separate podcast about a spinoff of the TV show Once Upon a Time. There was Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So we had a Once Podcast and we had a Wonderland podcast, and each of these were being powered by separate categories and thus separate podcast category feeds, and that's what went into iTunes. So I could easily post the same episode in both categories, and so it would appear in both feeds. And we've done that, I think, once or twice, where we had a, a crossover episode where we talked about both TV shows in the same episode. Right, and... I should add, that's an excellent example of where you should be using category podcasting in that both shows can use the same website branding. The problem we see is someone will create one podcast and it be sports, and then the next one has to do with business, and they want to have completely different color and theme design websites, and you have to, we have to tell our clients well, wait, you can't use category podcasting because it's all points back to the same website. Right. You can, but it gets really complicated to start customizing the design of your website based on which category someone is viewing. And then you have the issue of, well, when you look at a post on the front page, which theme are you going to see if you're seeing episodes from both categories, which one really mixes in there? Right. And speaking of mixing how does this play in with if we're using a redirect tracker on the podcast download URLs and we have two different shows in two categories using different redirect URLs? How does that work then with category podcasting? Right. With category podcasting and PowerPress, if you want to use the statistics redirect feature, or there's a couple other features as well that, that fall into the same logic, you can only select one category per post. If you select multiple categories, then the logic in PowerPress will not be able to determine which category should get the redirect. Uh, another good example, too, is if you do a basic search on your blog site and you get 
blog, uh, you get your search results and you see an episode that's in both, it's in two categories up here. PowerPress won't know, do I display the player for category A or category B with the redirect? So at that point, it just doesn't apply a redirect at all, except for a global one. So it's really best if you're going to do this kind of thing to maybe use the same redirect across both categories. Like that's what I did with Once Podcast and Wonderland Podcast, because they were kind of the same. They were a lot more similar than other people's podcasts might be. But there, uh, I avoided that problem by carrying it over. But in your case, if you have two completely separate shows and you want separate tracking URLs, then you really need to keep those categories completely separate. Right. Or consider number five, which we'll be getting to later. Yeah. Now, speaking of numbers, there is an episode limit inside of iTunes that you can only have about 300 episodes in your iTunes store listing. That's not the limit for your RSS feed, although I do generally recommend that your RSS feed not get too big. But in iTunes, if you have, say, 400 episodes, iTunes store will only display the latest 300, but once someone subscribes to your RSS feed, they have access to all 400 episodes. But those first 100 episodes will not be searchable in iTunes. And I think this is a place where category podcasting could come in really handy by allowing you very easily on your WordPress side to assign an archive category to older episodes. Like you could grab your first 100 episodes and put that in the first 100 category and then your next 100 episodes are in the next 100 category. So you can have these specific archive feeds of your old episodes so they still stay in iTunes but they're limited to only those first 100, 200, 300 or so episodes in iTunes. This is what John Lee Dumas and others like that who have a lot of episodes out there, timeless content, and they want to make sure that this content is searchable and people can easily subscribe and get just those early episodes. This is what podcasters like that are doing or a way kind of like this. And this is another great use for the category podcasting feed from PowerPress. So that is number two, the PowerPress category podcasting. Number three is PowerPress podcast channels. And the default feed that you get from PowerPress is technically already a channel feed. And in fact, if you activate podcast channels, you'll notice that the default channel that's given to you uses the exact same URL, slash feed, slash podcast. And if you really need feed episode maximizer and you're on up to PowerPress 5.0.9 and this tiny little bug hasn't been fixed yet, then this would be the way that you could do that. And it works the exactly same way as your default feed, but feed episode maximizer works better in this case if you're using the default channel feed. But you can also tweak your channel feeds a bit more than this. So what exactly is creating a podcast channel feed doing for us. Right. It it registers an additional, uh, basically, feed in WordPress, just like the podcast feed. And that's actually why the podcast feed is the default podcast channel, because it's the first one that PowerPress added to your site. So this is very different from the other podcasting feeds that we might get, where in each of the other feed formats we would be using the same podcast episode widget inside a post. But if you create multiple podcast channels, 
then you will end up with multiple podcast episode widgets inside of your post. And each channel connects to a specific widget. So if you want something posted in a specific channel for your post, you have to post the episode meta information like the download URL and all of that in that episode widget. Right. The best example that I give for the use of podcast channels is if you planned on distributing more than one format and format being both either a length of the media recordings that you're doing and or physical format differences like an mp3 and then a video or an mp3 and an aug audio file or even doing an audio file and a pdf or an ebook that's really what the channels are meant for use yeah and this works great because you're doing all of this on the same wordpress post so if you have uh, taking like a media format example if you release an audio version of your podcast as well as a standard definition video and a 720p uh, video and a 1080p video you have four different media formats but the exact same content and you could then link all of these to the same wordpress post but have four different channels set up and you add the direct download link to each of these in the podcast episode widget for each channel. So you're powering four different RSS feeds from one single WordPress post. Perhaps I should also explain the background reasoning why this has to be the way it is. The podcast feeds by rules that were set when the RSS2 namespace was set up pretty much dictated that you can only have one media file per blog post. And with that limitation, directories like iTunes decided, well, we want you to submit two feeds, one of your audio and one of your video. And it ends up having the advantage where when someone's searching for your content, they can subscribe to only your high-definition video feed. And then they know, because based on what they subscribed on, that they're always going to get your high-def video. They're not going to get a version of your audio recording, for example, which doesn't help them when they're trying to watch. Yeah, and you can mix these formats, but you have to go through extra steps in order to mix the formats. And I really don't recommend mixing formats in your feed. I use the separate channels with the Audacity to Podcast, where I have here, this is the regular audio version of the Audacity to Podcast. I also have a separate video show that is really often completely different content, but sometimes it's the same content and it's called podcasting video tips. You can subscribe to it in iTunes and it's also on YouTube. And that's where I show you things. There've been a couple episodes where I have the audio episode and the video are exactly the same content, but in the video, you get to see me showing you stuff. Whereas in the audio, I'm just describing it. Or there have been cases where Uh, Like when I talked about how to change your podcast cover art, I had a video that was a shorter form, a much more summarized version of the content showing you how to change these things. And the audio was a much longer in-depth discussion of how to change these things, why change these things, what each of these things mean. And those were published using podcast channels where it was the exact same WordPress post, but I put the MP3 in the audio channel, my default channel, and I put the video in then my video channel and that went out to the separate podcast feeds and when you're using a channel feed the stuff like your redirects 
applies to each channel and you never have to worry about mixing those channels. That's right, isn't it? Correct. Another way that you could use podcast channels would be for different content formats. Like you might have for a single post, you have a five minute quick tip version and then you have an extended hour-long discussion that maybe has interviews or more details or anything like that, but it's about the exact same content. So here again, you could have two feeds in the same format. Maybe they're both audio or maybe they're both video, but one is just the five-minute quick tips and the other is this hour-long content, and these are being powered by the same WordPress post, but just separate podcast channel feeds. Exactly. And you'll touch on this, I think, in a future episode, but it all comes down to SEO because if you duplicated those blog posts, you'd be shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. And PowerPress 6 will give you some extra abilities that you can do with your separate channel feeds so that they don't even have to use the same episode title as your WordPress post, but so your separate channels could have separate episode titles as is appropriate, but they link back to the same post. It's really cool what you're doing, Angelo, with PowerPress 6.0. I'm really excited about it, and I'm enjoying testing it out. Great. One other example of this, and this depends on how you're approaching your content, but you could use custom podcast channels for releasing the same content in different languages. This could become a little difficult because when you're running a multi-language site, then you start having issues of... Should you have a single post that has multiple languages assigned to it or separate posts? What do you do about the post titles and episode titles in PowerPress? PowerPress 6.0 will make some of those episode titles easier to manage if you're doing separate translations of your episodes. But this could potentially be a way for you to have the different languages for your same content. But that might be where maybe categories would be better. And Actually, we're only talking about five specific uh, features in your current WordPress install, but uh, probably for another call, we can talk about multi-site, and that it would address this specific problem and can also address the other one we just touched on with, with having the same branding on the same website for two different shows. Right, and that's basically where you're running a single WordPress installation, but separate WordPress sites. So separate plugins, separate themes, separate settings. And that's why I do with Noodle Mix Network to have every podcast have its own website, its own settings, its own feeds, but they're all powered by a single WordPress installation. That's basically splitting it out into separate domains and separate sites. What about, this gets into a little bit of the controversy of different formats. What about if someone has a single website and multiple shows on that website They could also use podcast channels for the separate shows. What would be the advantages and disadvantages of podcast channels versus category podcasting for different shows? Well, the advantage is that you're not going to accidentally have episodes that are for one show end up on a different show. Or at least not as easily because it's a little bit more involved to put an episode in one show versus the other. Right. And if it did show up on another show, then it's not, it didn't show up in the, in the intended show. <laughs> Why else might we want to consider maybe using separate channels for separate shows instead of using categories for separate shows? Well, 
a couple of years ago, I would have also answered that it allows you to have a specific feed and decide at that point with that feed whether you want to have it using the feed maximizer option or other types of specific settings. But today, I wouldn't even go that far. I would recommend not using the channels for separate shows. Rather, there's other solutions, either post-type, or I'm sorry, yeah, post-type podcasting or literally using multi-site. Okay. And then that would work around the aspect that category podcasting can't have the feed episode maximizer, but some of these more advanced methods that we'll get into next might be your better option for some of that. Exactly. Okay. So that is the feed number three, your podcast channels. Number four is taxonomy podcasting. And before you start glazing over and tuning out because of this taxonomy thing, it can seem really complicated. And it took me a while to understand taxonomy. Taxonomy is basically how your content is organized. This could be like categories with or without hierarchy. It could be tags or it could be any other special taxonomy that you create and this is usually with a theme or a plugin like types is a plugin i use for creating custom post types and custom taxonomies or either of those and this is where you're just organizing your content you're already using taxonomy by adding tags to wordpress posts or categories to wordpress post you could have something that instead of it just being category It could be something like knowledge level, and then you have beginner, immediate, and advanced. That could look like categories, but they're separate from the rest of WordPress's normal tags and categories. Where can taxonomy podcasting help us out? Well, that's a tough answer. The reality would be, this is the best example I can come up with. If you're creating a website such as Rock Auto Competitor, and say you wanted to have a podcast where you talked about mufflers. (laughs) Well, the taxonomy lets you organize all your products with categories, subcategories, or even overlapping hierarchical navigation, for example. So then you could literally create a podcast feed from a specific point inside your taxonomy tree structure and then anything, uh, any of the children, for example, that fall under that would then uh, be able to be syndicated as episodes as well for your podcast. So it's a lot like category podcasting. In fact, category podcasting is a kind of taxonomy podcasting. Right. And actually, so we could have, when we introduced taxonomy podcasting, just eliminated category podcasting and said, Do you want to create a taxonomy podcast from a category or a tag? Because those are the first created taxonomies every time you install WordPress. One taxonomy is category and one is uh, taxonomy is uh, tags. And then you'd be able to pick a specific category or pick a specific tag and go from there to create your podcast. And you could use taxonomy podcasting even without setting up your own custom taxonomy Because taxonomy podcasting will let you turn a tag into a podcast feed. So it could be any episode that you tag podcast goes into this taxonomy podcast feed. But it starts getting a bit more complicated and maybe not as necessary. I could see this, though, if you're running multiple shows from a single site 
and you want a bit more hierarchical control over your content other than using the default WordPress categories. So you could create your own collection of categories, maybe like business is one category and entertainment is another category. And these are under your own self-created taxonomy that you made with a plugin. And then you can create your separate WordPress feeds for your podcast from each of these taxonomies, whether it be a, a category style or a tag style, but they're separate from the rest of WordPress's default categories and tags. It's a bit more complicated. And yeah, I, I also can't really see where someone would actually want to use this or when I might actually recommend this, but that is another option for you. I would also add that this is really intended for people that are really deep in the weeds as far as developing a theme. So if you can't picture how this will be used, then don't even plan on touching it. But there'll be that occasional developer who's developing something of a specific niche using taxonomies that this will apply to perfectly. So that's number four, PowerPress taxonomy podcasting. Number five, so up until now, these other four methods that we've mentioned, the default feed, the category feeds, the channel feeds, and the taxonomy feeds, all of these could be done without any extra configuration on your WordPress site. Taxonomy is where it's starting to bridge into potentially doing extra configuration where you're creating new taxonomies, but it could also use just your built-in tags as a taxonomy for your podcast feed. Number five feed from PowerPress is a custom post type podcast feed. This is where you do have to have either a theme or a plugin that is creating new custom post types for you to be able to create a podcast feed from those post types. And custom post types are in addition to the post types you're already familiar with, like a page and a post are types of posts. And custom post types allow you to make something beyond that, like e-commerce plugins such as WooCommerce or EGC Digital Downloads are creating custom post types. They're called products. So whenever you add a product, you are adding a custom post into this particular kind of custom post type. And I use custom post types on podcastplaces.com, which is the site that lists all of the places you and your podcast should be. I set up custom post types for the apps and directories, as well as future content that will be on the site, like all the blogs and podcasts about podcasting are a different custom post type and conferences about podcasting will be a different custom post type. So you can create all of these advanced post types and you might see a WordPress theme like Michael Hyatt's Get Noticed theme is really heavily based on custom post types where they call them mini posts, where you can have an audio post, a blog post, a quotation, a product, a conference, anything like that. All of these different little mini post types. Those are all custom post types. And the post types can appear either in your standard feed or separate from your standard feed. They can appear mixed in with your regular archive pages, or they can appear on their own separate archive pages. So Angelo, what is PowerPress then able to do with these custom post types? Right. So with custom post type podcasting, 
It's essentially the same as podcast channels, except it's specifically applying a podcast-only feed to a specific post type. So again, you could take podcast channels and eliminate that option and just make everybody use post type podcasting. And in order to do the same thing that podcast channels does, you'd have to select the post type, quote, post (laughs) to create a podcast for the original normal blog posts. How is this different from the feature inside of PowerPress without activating custom post type podcasting? There is an option to include a player or the podcast episode widget in custom post types. How do those things differ? Right. So in the beginning, we didn't have post type podcasting. We only had the podcast channels. And with that option, you could take the default podcast channel and let it pull in episodes that are in your blog posts or in your other post type. And a good example would be like if you have a plugin that creates sermons and you want your church to have a podcast that mixes both episodes that you create in the blog and sermon recordings that you put in the sermons, it, uh, text, or sermons uh, post type, to all be combined into one feed, then that would be the solution. Yeah, and I think that the church example is a great example of using the regular uh, custom post types instead of just enabling the channel feed on post types. But churches will often use a special plugin on their site, or they'll want to separate their information in some way where they don't want their sermons mixed in with their blog posts. They have a custom post type for sermons, and they can then categorize those sermons by any number of methods that they want. They can create their own taxonomy or anything like that. But PowerPress would then enable turning that custom post type feed into a podcast-ready feed. Exactly. And actually, just to clarify, if you create the post type correctly in WordPress, it'll have its own feed, exactly like the default feed in WordPress. And then when you create a post type podcasting feed in PowerPress for that post type, it creates an additional podcast only feed for that post type. So you're basically replicating the same behavior as blog posts do in WordPress. Okay. This could also be great for if you have a site with a lot of content and you don't just want a podcast episode category, but you want your podcast episodes to be of their completely different post types. Like even where in WordPress, instead of going to create new post to create a podcast episode, you might have a spot in WordPress where you see create new post, create new page, and create new podcast episode. That would be a custom post type thing. Another place, and this is stretching, just thinking outside the box, another place where you may want to use custom post type podcasting could be if you are adding products to your online store, like with WooCommerce or easy digital downloads or something like that, those plugins are already creating a product custom post type. And maybe each time you release a product, you have a special podcast episode about that product. So what you could do is use PowerPress to turn that custom post type into its own RSS feed. So you have a products podcast RSS feed from your online store. And actually, that even segues to those products have their own taxonomies to organize them. And then you could also enable post type podcasting with the taxonomy podcasting to create specific 
category-based products. I think some heads have just exploded. (laughs) Yeah, this can all get complicated, but here's the thing, is when it really comes down to it, there are basically two different feeds that we would recommend that you use from PowerPress. And one is if you have only one podcast on your website, use the default podcast feed, and that is slash feed slash podcaster. That's how it usually is for most websites. If you have multiple podcasts on the same site, then probably the easiest way for you to do it is to use category podcasting. This covered a lot of ground, and I don't want to confuse folks, but there is also the multi-site approach. And if you're thinking in terms of your shows as a network, then that's actually a whole nother avenue you can go down. Right. And that's treating this basically as separate WordPress installations. Now, PowerPress is starting to support certain multi-site stuff with the added plugin that you have available through Blueberry.com. But built into PowerPress, at least as it stands now, it's pretty much treat it each domain, each WordPress installation as its own site, its own settings. Even if you're on WordPress multi-site, each subsite is really its own site with PowerPress. Right. And it's actually kind of its own site in WordPress too, when you think about it that way, in that, well, with multi-site, you can set up each site to have the same theme or allow each site to have its own theme. We could have a whole hour just talking about that. Yeah, and I will talk about podcast feeds and setting up a network in later episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. But again, these five feeds that you can get for your podcast from PowerPress are number one, the PowerPress default feed, number two, PowerPress category podcasting, number three, PowerPress podcast channels, number four, PowerPress Taxonomy Podcasting, and number five, PowerPress Custom Post Type Podcasting. You can get all of this information that we mentioned, review the show notes and the links and such, over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast channels. Angelo, thank you very much for joining me for this conversation on the Audacity to Podcast and really bringing your insight into this. We in the podcasting community owe a lot to you for making podcasting easier and more powerful with WordPress. So thank you for joining me. And as representing the podcasting community, thank you for what you've done. Oh, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. That was a lot of information. And maybe you're one of those people whose heads have exploded. Go to the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash PowerPress feeds, and you can review this information, see it in writing. Maybe that will help you out and also get some of these links that we mentioned for how to use these different feeds or like where to get that types plugin for creating your own custom post types and some of this other stuff that we mentioned. That's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast feeds. Feel free to comment there with your questions on using these different feeds and Angela will probably be participating in some of those comments to answer your questions and I'll try to answer your questions too. There's some awesome stuff coming with PowerPress 6.0 for search engine optimization, but I'll be having a whole course about podcast search engine optimization very soon, but I also have a free webinar coming up about converting people to subscribers. I'm really excited about this. I'm partnering with another company to provide you this webinar, and I'll share more details about that soon, but I will tease you with this. It will be recorded on 
Tuesday, November 18th. So keep an eye on your schedule for Tuesday afternoon, November 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'll be having a free webinar then, and I'll share more details about that in the future. Please send me your questions for John Lee Dumas in my upcoming 200th episode of the Audacity Podcast. Any question related to his success in podcasting, what kind of work it took him to get there, how much success he's having today, we're really looking forward to this conversation because it will really bring some inspiration and in some ways some hard truth to this industry, recognizing that, yeah, you can succeed this way too, but it's going to take a lot of overnights of working for you to get to this point. But then consider defining your own success and reaching the success that fits you the best. Send me your questions and comments for John. Email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com and put in the subject line John's initials, J-L-D, so I can sort those and find those very easily as I'm adding those questions. We'll be recording that episode probably the week before Thanksgiving, so get your questions in just before then, and I look forward to sharing then with you episode 200 of the Audacity to Podcast and celebrating, talking about what it takes to be successful in podcasting and what your success might look like. I am also very grateful for the iTunes reviews from the foot guy. He said loads of information in an easy to understand format. And Al Holtz said, if you are a new podcaster or thinking of starting a podcast, subscribe. Jeffrey K. Holbrook from Daggers of the Mind podcast said, this show is exactly what I needed to get the knowledge and guts to plan and execute my own podcast. Thank you very much, The Foot Guy, Al Holtz, and Jeffrey K. Holbrook for your reviews of the Audacity to Podcast. If you haven't written a review yet, please consider going to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher to write a review for me there. And if you want to get your own reviews automatically emailed to you, go to mypodcastreviews.com now with Stitcher integration. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the com. Thanks to Angelo for joining me and thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.